Ladies and gentlemen, welcome out to Two Peacappy Podcast, now in Mahogany Town. Yes, last episode's excitement at the Lake of Rage has deposited our heroes right where they need to be. How fortuitous. Anyway, if this is your first time joining us, Peacappy Podcast is a Pokemon anime podcast going through each episode of the series one at a time, start to finish. We analyze, usually overanalyze, all the episodes, uh... Sometimes in a humorous way, sometimes we take ourselves way too seriously. But that's just kind of par for the course for nerds, so hopefully you enjoy it. Thank you so much for joining us. Peak Happy Podcast is brought to you by PIRN and PokePress, bringing you Pokemon music, news, interviews, and all sorts of things from all corners of the Pokemon franchise. You can go to them for playlists and obscure Pokemon music that you never knew that you were destined to love, or interviews with all sorts of people who've worked on the Pokemon show, or with fans just like yourselves who are cosplayers or video game tournament winners, TCG players, the like. Release dates, demos, and a hefty dose of fan speculation, which I am always a proud supporter of here on this show. Head on over and visit them at pokepress.blogspot.com, or you can find them on YouTube. They have a channel, Pokepress. Um, I'll also have links on my blog page, and I'll give you that info at the end of the episode. And that episode, oh me oh my, we're in Mahogany Town, City of the Seventh Gym. It's episode number 237, um, Cold as Price. And Ash is so ready for this battle, like just gotta head on over to the gym. But no one's there. According to a passing local, Sheila, the gym leader is named Price and goes up to the mountains every morning to meditate under a waterfall. That is dedication. Um, well, the extremely energetic middle-aged Sheila is happy to take them to Price, and the morning run just wipes out the kids. Like, they're probably not going to have any strength to battle. And also wipes out Team Rocket, who is always, always following. Um, but Ash recovers once he sees Price there, shirtless under the waterfall. Um, he's met this guy before. Yes, it's that man from last episode. You know, how naive, humans and Pokemon can never be friends. Um, they make introductions, but Price remembers Ash too, and he's not happy to remake the acquaintance. Like, you still have your Pikachu out. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> to Price, uh, Pokemon perform best in battle when they're tense and on edge, you know, ready for the challenge, focused on their work, kind of that sort of sentiment. But if you become friends with them, you know, let things get comfortable, you lose that edge, they're not focused on their work, it stops being a job, and if you become emotionally involved, it can cloud your judgment and you make stupid decisions in battle. Basically, he's not like, you know, mistreat your Pokemon, but like, this is a business transaction. This is a job that we are both doing and you have to treat it as such. And Ash is like, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. 
I'll prove it in battle. And Price agrees and throws out Dugong. Like, okay, I guess we're doing this right now. Right here by the waterfall. Um, Dugong comes out of the Pokeball and Ash has to win a battle with the gym leader for the right to fight a battle with the gym leader. Like, we are jumping through hoops for this badge. Um, surprisingly, though, Ash doesn't go with Pikachu for this one. Because that would be easy. No, he goes with Famfy, the baby, against a gym leader. And it's very experienced and fully evolved Dugong. Boy has got some kind of point to prove, I guess. Brock and Misty also think it's a bad idea, um, as does Price. But mostly he thinks it's a bad idea because he just hates Ash's whole training philosophy. Like, a battle based on the Pokemon strategy will fail and and all that. (laughs) And unfortunately for this battle of honor, um, Price defeats Fanfy's rollout with one good ice beam from Dugong. Like, first attack and it's over. Price insists it was Ash's emotional involvement that caused him to lose. And to be fair, it was Ash's heart guiding him in the decision to use Fanfy, not logic. Then again, a Pokemon who never loses a battle and, you know, never had a time when they were thrown out against a stronger opponent than themselves, like, probably, probably isn't very good. Like, they don't do any growing. But Price says, now you see why a battle with you would be a waste of my time, and runs off into the woods. And Ash follows him into the woods, despite warning from Sheila that it's not safe. And Pikachu follows Ash, and Team Rocket follows Pikachu, Within seconds, all of these people are separated from each other and lost. Except maybe Price. He's been here before, seems to know where he's going. Um, Luckily, or unluckily, everyone gets reunited during the Team Rocket motto. It just brings people together. Unfortunately for Ash and Pikachu, this means they're fighting for their lives again. But Price, despite hating Ash and not wanting humans and Pokemon to be friends... He's also against people stealing other people's Pokemon and their battle partners, so he's going to get involved. And that's cool. Like, he's not really any fan of Ash Ketchum. He doesn't really approve of him being friends with his Pikachu, but he's here to save the kid and the Pokemon from being kidnapped. Like, just because you don't get all cozy and impersonable with your Pokemon doesn't make Team Rocket's actions any less disgusting to him. He's a complicated guy, is Price. Um, And when Team Rocket sends out a smokescreen, things get more complicated. Ash and Price fall from a cliff um, in the fog, and luckily they can use Totodile and Noctowl to save them from just smashing into the ground. Noctowl takes care of Price. Um, Ash and Pikachu reunite midair, and then Totodile uses Water Gun to slow their descent, and they all land safely. Though Totodile went too hard with Water Gun, used it all, and depleted all of its energy... And I wonder then if that might not also be a part of why we have so many scenes of the kids dehydrating in the desert surrounded by water Pokemon. Like, in addition to my theory that Pokemon water is not fit to drink, it could also be that overusing their water supply is dangerous to themselves. Like, there is some sort of internal water reserve that if it runs out, things get dicey. Um, That speculation aside, um, the good news is they're all safe from Team Rocket now since there is no way that JJ and Meowth are following them off a cliff. It is just one step too far over their crazy line. Um, And Brock, Misty, and Sheila see Team Rocket and they figure out what happened. So it's not like um, Ash and Price are completely without hope of rescue. People know where they are. 
borderline-ish, know kind of what situation they're in. And, and Brock, Misty, and Sheila are going to set up a bit of a rescue party. Um, still, Ash is a little worried about Totodile, so it's great that Price knows a fair bit about medicine and taking care of sick Pokemon. Um, and really, he's almost kindly here. He's so gentle with Totodile. He compliments Ash, like, thank you, you and your Pokemon handled so well in a crisis. So he's not a grouch to be a grouch. And Ash replies that it's because they're such close friends, he and his Pokemon, and they play together, that, you know, they can react so well to situations and do well in battle and all the like. And Price agrees that Ash might have something there, but still, he says, in battle, you have to maintain strict discipline. Back with Brock and Misty, Sheila says that Price wasn't always so cold in his attitude about Pokemon. He used to be like super happy go lucky and loved playing with his Pokemon. They were they were close like a family. Then one day it all changed. Why? Well, Sheila's in the middle of rappelling down the cliffside to rescue Ash and Price, so we'll have to wait for her version of events. Um, Ash and Price, though, they wander around the tunnels at the bottom of the cliff and find a weird um, horseshoe-shaped thing, a leg brace. It belonged to Price's pillow swine. And cue the flashback, um, pillow swine and Price were once uh, just like Ash and Pikachu. Um, Price even looked a little bit like Ash at times, like he kind of had that weird hair thing going on. Um, but they were the perfect team, and they loved each other, and they overcame all obstacles, and they did so well in Pokemon battles. They were just so lovey-dovey happy. And then one day, in a big old tournament, they fought against a Magmar and lost. Not just lost, like, the fire is super effective, so Price shielded Piloswine with his body to save it from, um, I think, Fire Blast, and... Like I said, it's super effective against ice types. It, I don't know. It was just a really big fire blast, I guess, because Price was burned severely over most of his body and, like, in horrible pain. The, the physics of Pokemon attacks do seem to vary in their severity. Like, Ash has gotten burned by Charizard more times than anyone cares to count, but he's never, he's never had to be hospitalized for it. Um... But I guess they were going all out in this match or something. Price ended up really very sick, very burned, and like, again, horrible pain. Um, but luckily not the face. First rule of horrible injuries, especially burns, the face never gets touched. The pretty face stays intact. Unless you're Anakin Skywalker, and even then, it was the last thing to go. But even in that state, lying on the bed, barely able to move, in ridiculously intense pain... It's not the best time for Piloswine to just up and leave and never come back. Like, that did things to Price. He felt so betrayed just standing in the open door like, Why, Piloswine, why? Come back. I protected you. How do you say thanks? After that, his relationship with Pokemon was all business. No more of this being friends thing. After all, he was friends with Piloswine and that friend abandoned him the second he lost even after the human did his best to protect the Pokemon. And Ash is like, dude, I'm sorry. Like, he has also had his heart broken in such a way. Ash totally understands. Um, though so far, he has managed to, in time, mend all of those relationships. Like, Charizard was the longest one, and they did eventually bring that one around full circle. Um, but the one thing that Ash is curious about is, how did Piloswine's leg brace get all the way down here? And down here, by the way, is starting to get cold. 
Um, they're out of the sun and going through tunnels now, and the walls are all icy. But Ash sees light at the end of the tunnel and follows it, and they see a huge block of ice and something frozen inside it. It's Price's Piloswine! How, how did that happen? And it's holding some herbs, the kind used for healing burns. Oh, I think I understand what happened now. Piloswine left the cabin to go get the healing herbs for its trainer, its friend, but ran into trouble on the way back and has been stuck in the ice ever since. It didn't abandon its friend at all. And Price is like, ah, you did this for me! Forgive me, friend! Like, <laughs> he's crying, Ash and Pikachu are crying, um, but those two get over it because, hey, we got a fire type on our team, why don't we get the poor mammoth out of the Ice Age thing? Um, Cyndaquil melts the ice. Pikachu tries to get Piloswine's heart going with a thundershock that doesn't work. Ash is like, stronger, Pikachu, really, full out. We need to raise the dead here. <laughs> Portable defibrillator. Um, Piloswine does start to wake up and recognizes Price. Maybe by voice, uh, maybe a little bit by scent. Um, though it's got to be asking itself, like, when did you get so old? But it warms Price's icy heart to see this. Like, true friendship can't be destroyed by anything. This is the proof. Um, Piloswine uses rest to recover some energy, and then they can all leave and reunite with Brock, Misty, and Sheila. And Price is a new man. He's so happy and effusive. Like, we're all fine. We're great. The sun is shining, and everything is a cause for joy. Like, I have Piloswine back. Like, he's just... <laughs> Smiling all over the place. Um, even Team Rocket showing up can't put a damper on things. Uh, Piloswine owes its life to Pikachu and, and Ash's other Pokemon. Like, Price isn't going to let some crooks hurt them. So he and Piloswine are so ready for this battle. It's been like decades in the making. <laughs> um, Ash does, of course, get the finishing move, though, with Pikachu's Thunderbolt to send Team Rocket blasting off. So, Price and his Pokemon reunited. Friends have, have mended any rifts. Like, I mean, as far as Piloswine was concerned, there was nothing ever wrong. It's just been frozen for a little while. But, you know, Price has gone full, full 180 on this issue. Like, I'm sure when he gets home, his other Pokemon are going to be in for a shock. Like, who is this happy man? You are not the person I agreed to let catch me. I imagine they all have a lot to talk about tonight. <laughs> and as for badge number seven... Price decides not to fight Ash. Not today. But tomorrow, after all of them get some rest, that battle is on. Yeah, baby! Jim Matchahoy! Like, I'm just, I'm really excited. <laughs> I love gym battles, and we've got some good ones coming up. And then, of course, once we finish through the gym battles, we have Johto League Championships. Competitive battling is so fun in this show. If you want to talk about the things you love about this show, you can comment on our blog page, pcappypodcast.blogspot.com, or talk about price and pillow swine and, and friendship. You can also visit us on Facebook and Twitter at Podcast. We're on iTunes or Zoom at Podcast. You can subscribe and listen there, or send an email to pcappypodcast at gmail.com with all your questions and comments. Most of all, thank you for listening. We'll see y'all next time. This has been Peak Happy Podcast. Gotta catch them all. 